freedom freedom over fame freedom over cycle stays the same welcome in everyone to how to ride a roller coaster i'm your host david ezel here we'll talk with business owners and founders on what it's like to ride the roller coaster known as entrepreneurship how to navigate the highs the lows, as well as tangible tips that you can use right now to kickstart your business or idea. Let's get to it. Welcome into this episode of How to Ride a Roller Coaster. My guest today is the one and only Landon Ledford. How's it going, my friend? It's going amazing. Just amazing. Simply amazing. And I have to start right away. Before we even delve into background, any of that kind of stuff, where you are in business, you, my friend, are a first-time dad. I mean, what, two weeks in now? I am. Two weeks? Not counting, but three weeks, two days, and about four hours. Uh, not counting at all, huh? Yeah, not counting at all. But, um, you know, yesterday, this little baby child, as I call her, started at least looking at me. So my life is gradually shifting a little more every day to a level of excitement I didn't know I could have. It's freaking awesome, man. It's so cool. Have you had any sleep? I mean, I know that that's a, I know the answer to that before you say it, but right. Um, sleep is interesting. I've had it in spurts enough to keep rolling, you know. And uh, you know the beauty of it, which we'll probably hit on today, is I work from home. I set my own hours, which really means you know things are always on. So if I don't get enough sleep at night, I can go take a little nappy during the day or whatever I got to do, you know. Um, so yeah, so let's delve into it. Um, tell me a little bit more about your story and how you got to where we are now. Yeah, it's a, it's a story. Um, dude, I'm, and I happen to know you're from Louisiana as well. So I am a, uh, you know, redneck from Louisiana, born, raised, educated, and, you know, just, you know, growing up, uh, you know, my dad kind of kept pointing to me, like, you know what? Love this place. It's a great place to be. But you know what? If you're going to do more stuff, just, just get out, get down the road, find a big city. And if you want to talk all that noise about being an entrepreneur or thinking you're smart, well, go swing for the fence and give it a whirl. So came over to Dallas, uh, shoot, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. And uh, since then, it's been marketing firms and, you know, working in the publishing industry. And, you know, another fun thing, I told my, I told my dad when I was 17 that I wanted to be a consultant. And my dad's extremely supportive, uh, also entrepreneurial. And he looked at me and said, okay, about what? Like, what do you, you don't know anything. What are you going to talk about? I, said, I don't know, but I'm going to be a consultant. Watch. So, I'm going to be a consultant. And it was just all about, like, I like people. I like, I like humans. I like problem solving. And I know I understand human psychology a little bit. So I knew I wanted to go into the more marketing or entrepreneurial worlds. And I decided I was going to tie them all together. So, yeah. So Dallas, um, been here ever since. I've had my about two years of a, um, a bounce up to Denver a little higher altitude than Louisiana or Dallas, and we can delve into that as much as you want, but it was a hell of a learning from a entrepreneurial journey and uh, focus on you know life versus happiness versus business versus money versus doing the things you love around people you love. So that's what brought me back here to Dallas, yeah. So let's go right there. Tell me about Denver. Um, man, I was, I was running my marketing firm, so Double O Brands, namesake, pretty creative. For a marketing guy, I'm not that creative, ironically. Uh, but that's the whole story of Double L Brands, though. I surround myself with people that do know what they're doing from a creative or execution standpoint. Um, but I was running that for a few years, 
uh, young, you know, in my kind of mid-20s, and I didn't structure it right, so I was burning the candle at both ends, working too hard here in Dallas, and uh, I, ironically, as I'm telling the story, I'm fixing my extra backrest for a reason you'll understand here shortly. Uh, so, met some guys up in Denver. I was doing, I was consulting a winery up there and trying to help them scale and franchise it out from the brand and growth side of things. And, uh, you know, met some guys, one of their investors, and decided I was going to move up to Colorado to right outside of Denver and launch a tech start. So, we'll keep it pretty short. I moved up there. I was in the music video streaming world. Uh, moved up, swung for the fence, decided I was going to help build this billion-dollar company. Um, put my marketing firm on hold-ish. Still had some clients, and uh, and I did just that. Swing for the fence. Uh, we were trying to go into tech stars. We were trying to. Uh, we were doing these events that you might know a little about, where you go and startups and entrepreneurs go pitch their business and uh, and kind of you know talk about what they're doing to build momentum and raise some funds. So I did all that. Did the dog and pony show. Was loving it until um, we started seeing that the, the venture we were working on was going to be it was going to be an uphill battle. And while I was committed to that. I uh, I was going to have to keep going west, probably go to San Francisco, probably go do the dog and pony show, raise the big money and all that fun stuff. Uh, about the time we committed to that, I went mountain biking with some of my new friends. And ironically, so, you know, the name of the podcast here, uh, my life has been a roller coaster in that in that realm in that uh, went went mountain biking with my new buddies. I uh, was pretty, I don't know if you know anything about Louisiana. Well, you do. I don't know if everyone else does. <laughs> the elevation is not extreme. There is a, a really nice uh, city dump, uh, trash dump, that has a little bit of elevation, but that's about it. So, fast forward. That, that's our mountain. Yeah, right, that's the mountain. Right. So, now you've got me on an actual mountain in uh, Steamboat Springs, actually, trying to uh, race some guys to the top. I'm also, you only see me from here up right now. I got short, stubby legs. Not exactly the most athletic cat in the world. Uh, so anyway, get to the top of this mountain a little bit slower than everybody. Being competitive, told these guys I was going to uh, I was going to beat them down, and I did beat them on the race to the bottom. Uh, I went over the handlebars, uh, kind of broke the neck, a few shattered vertebrae here and there, and uh, I beat them to the bottom via a uh, bike, um, kind of a unicycle slash stretcher. Uh, got to the bottom, got a uh, next day, had a little surgery and all this sounds like some type of sob story, but the point of this whole trip and how that ties back into the, uh, the back thing behind me here is, you know, broke the neck really kind of opened my eyes to life and what can or cannot happen, uh, in the blink of an eye. So cliche, I can go into as many cliches as you want about it, but, uh, but that was the start. That was the Denver and the beginning of the trip back to DFW to focus back on, on marketing, on my marketing firm. Where was your headspace when all of that happened? I mean, not, not in the actual instance of it happening, but right after Cause I mean, that's a, that's a life changing event. Honestly, Man, It was, it was, uh, it was, you know, I'd been head down focused on this startup for a long time, you know, a long time, a year and a half, you know, it felt like a long time. And, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends, you know, working hard, just focused, focused, focused. And as soon as this happened, you know, I'm looking around and realizing, um, you know, again, like I said, you know, life flashes before your eyes and you see things a little differently. For me, what, what it came to was I just had this weird kind of overwhelming feeling of, of, of happiness first. That's, and it's, you know, being a dude, you know, masculine dude in your upper 20s, you know, 
happiness first kind of it kind of comes off a little goofy maybe you know my buddies are like what are you talking about bro people helping people what does that even mean but you know you go through some stuff and you realize that at the end of the day if you're not happy if you're not doing something that lights your fire or that gets you moving or that makes you feel fulfilled then what the hell are we doing here and that's where my head went and you know I went from that to got the marketing firm back going and still something didn't feel right. I'm going to run through this, but I ended up on a boat in the Bahamas, actually. Um, this is not me bragging, by the way. This is me going, holy cow, where am I? Uh, took a break, re, you know, paused life again, and then that was when I, it really all hit. You know what? I need to get back down, closer to the family and the friends. The network that I've built, the people that I've surrounded myself that allowed me to be where I was, even though where I was technically was, you know, recovering from a broken neck in my, in my headspace was in a pretty good spot. So, so then I got back here, man, and I just started focusing on not swinging for the fence, but on building a marketing firm and future businesses from that, that allow me to live the life I need to do it for myself and be happy and surround myself with the right people. Such a powerful story that just encapsulates so much. So how does that how does that then translate to the everyday? Yep. How do you how do you stay in that um, the focus of grateful, the focus of happiness first? Um, and I mean, you know, you and I have known each other for a while, and I mean, I, I love your tagline of people helping people because I think that that really resonates where we're from. You know, um, if there's a storm or anything that comes through Louisiana and trees fall down on the road, trees fall down on the power lines. The first thing you see are people on four wheelers with chainsaws, cutting them down and getting it off people's property. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things that it just feels natural to us, I guess. You know, when it's making introductions, making connections, helping those people that are next to you. But I, I also know that that's not the case everywhere. Yeah. Um, so how does how does that affect you, and how do you how do you do that on a daily basis to stay grounded, not dip back into burning the candle at both ends because entrepreneurship's tough and you got to wear every single hat and the days can just kind of get away from you. Yep. No, all that, all that is exactly right. Um, and you know, it's interesting that so my whole business model for my marketing firm, what we'll speak to is, uh, you know, again, same thing. I started just trying to make money and wanting to build out a marketing firm in a way that, uh, you know, allowed me to do what made me happy and kept my passion ignited but uh, I didn't want to go work for the man yet. I didn't want to just do what I was supposed to do. As you can tell by me wearing a fishing shirt and living in this office I'm in right now, I kind of do what I want. So, um, but when I say that, that's funny. I say I do what I want. I think the difference in what keeps me grounded is I don't say that and I'm confident saying that publicly because it's not like I'm saying I do what I want. I got the money I need. No, I'm working. I'm focused on career starting from happiness as a foundational element and working outward and kind of building everything around me. So that means building teams that support me because I don't know everything. Hell, I don't know that much. I know strategy. I know how to build a brand from a growth trajectory, we'll say, and I surround myself with teams that allow me to do that. So to tie that back to the people helping people part, that has tied in because I I focus on small and medium-sized businesses now. I started going for big businesses, again, bigger budgets, but instead I've over the years geared that toward small to medium sized businesses because it allows me to, in the hours in a day, have a greater impact on the humans behind the businesses than just an amazing marketing campaign that builds an, an inanimate brand. 
right? So like people helping people ties into business that way. Um, it ties into uh, my teams, you know, it, it ties into my teams because I bring in teams that are, that are having fun, that are happiness first, that are doing things that enable them to grow personally and professionally first. And I put them in the position with me to keep learning, keep growing and being happy with what they're doing. So the people helping people, I do that because it's, it's still hard for me to say without kind of laughing and giggling about it being cliche, but it's literally driven the type of clients I have, the type of contract partners I bring on to execute, and then how I literally walk around. I'm looking out my window right now in my neighborhood. I'm the annoying guy walking down the street. If you see me, we're going to talk because I'm going to ask how your dog's doing or I'm going to I'm gonna go bug you and try to talk to your kid. Now, COVID was weird. You know, it was kind of hard for me, but that people helping people thing comes all the way around. Like you said about Louisiana, maybe that's part of it. If I see someone out cutting down a tree and moving some limbs in the neighborhood, I'm going to go help them. And it's not just for them. I'm not going to lie here. It's for me. At the end of the day, I'm going to be able to lay down and feel good about what I've done and actually had a positive impact. And you want to talk about the change it, it brings having a new little baby girl. It's even worse now. I'm even worse. Now I'm just thinking about, you know, what would, what would I do if I wasn't around? Have I, have I put enough good juju in the world so that someone will help take care of my baby girl. If she's stranded on the side of the road one day and a car breaks down, like, will someone help her? Am I a good enough human to somehow change the world? No. But if I bug enough people with my people helping people mentality, it's going to catch on a little bit. And the people around me are, for better or for worse, going to have to hear it and probably say it a couple times. I think we can all get so stuck in just what we're focused on that we can kind of tend to block out the noise of anybody else or block out the opportunity to, to be that kind of person and get out of our own schedule. Um, entrepreneurship is a full schedule. You look at your calendar and it is just chock full of every single thing you need to do that day. Going back to the, the last question, is there anything daily? Because I, I know that, I mean, I've struggled with this in the past mm-hmm. before. Like I had a marketing agency several years ago and it, it literally is. That was where the name for this show came from is it is, it's an up and a down. You know, it's up. You sign a couple of new clients. It's a down. Nobody's buying from you. You're hearing no a lot. It is that constant stress. And you just have to get comfortable with a certain level of stress and how you manage that. And it just becomes kind of that foundation. But I remember waking up one morning, got out of bed at 6 a.m., whatever time it was. And I had literally a dime-sized circle on the back of my head of just hair missing had fallen out. It's not in the bed. I don't know where it is. It's just my new little circular bald friend. Oh, man. But, but the stress is just so much and it just comes out in different ways. But I was absolutely at that point, not leading with happiness first. I was leading with, I've got to pay bills first. I've got to grow the company first. I've got to over deliver for customers and answer every email at midnight first. So is there anything that, you know, the people that are right there with us now that are doing something that are hustling, maybe burning the candle at both mm-hmm. ends where they can just wake up, say something to themselves every day or just get in the right headspace so that they can get closer to that leading with happiness first? Yeah, I mean, it, it gets deep and kind of woo woo. But I mean, I mean, you got to realize everybody, maybe it's because you go through stuff. I also had a tumor and I had to deal with chemo and I lost all my hair at one point, which sucked so like you go through the things things being whatever they may be for you and you 
over time learn that everyone's just another human. You know, that you know, we put our pants on one leg at a time, right? That may or may not be true. Maybe you can put it on two legs at a time. I don't know. Maybe you don't have to. I've legs. tried. It's hard. I, I fell <laughs> off the side of the bed. I've tried. It is. Yeah, I know you're right. But like when you when you keep taking that little cliche further, it's what if you don't have two legs? What if you only got one leg? What if you got one arm? I grandfather had one arm, right? That's not really part of what made me who I am, but it's part of this logical kind of approach to shit happens. Pardon my French. Everyone's living their own life, has their own battles. So your clients, if we're talking to other entrepreneurs that are, that are trying to get up and be pumped up about what's going on and they're stressed about that first call or they didn't check that email in time, you know, wake up first, be good to yourself. If you're not good to yourself, you're not going to be anything to anybody else. You got to wake up, even if it's, you know, tactical things like get outside, get some sunlight in your eyes. You know, we could talk about your circadian rhythm, get to where uh, you're seeing sunlight, your body's waking up, you're getting started maybe a little earlier, maybe something like that. I don't know if that's your thing. But then for me, it's it's podcasts like this or podcasts that kind of help me. They used to be when I was younger, it was podcasts about hustle and success. Now it's podcasts about, you know, happiness and patience and, you know, uh, you know, being happy in the pursuit of living life, not, you know, happiness in the, in the pursuit of making money. And when you do that, and I know it's easier said than done, but like when I do that and then a client calls me or someone calls me with a big issue, I'm in a totally different headspace when I'm going to talk to them. When they're, they're freaking out and yelling at me about, let's say hypothetically, about something that went wrong in their world. Instead of me back against the wall, you know, battling with what they're saying, it's, whoa, man, it really sounds like this is impacting not only you, but everybody around you. Like, how can we, let's take a step back. Let's address the core issues here first and make sure you're okay, client. Like, are you good? Like, let's not talk about the problem yet. Let's talk about you and life and happiness. Is this impacting your family? Like, what's going on? And from that, you immediately just realize and remind yourself, oh, another human here. If we're approaching it the right way and we're living life the right way, we're going to help each other get through this together and we're gradually just going to, just keep growing and getting better. Again, it's cliche, but that's just the way I look at it, and it works. And I love that you said be good to yourself first, you know, because that's that's exactly it. Yep. And whether being the, the gym to get exercise, just to get your mind out of work mode for a little while, um, like you said, just going out and getting some sunlight on your face, taking the dog for a walk around the block, just to kind of level set before you dive into it. And it, and it was super interesting what you said a while ago about, really having that small to medium sized business focus because we can have a greater impact on the people because the people in a small business, chances are you're going to be working with the head person, mm-hmm. the CEO, the mm-hmm. founder, whoever that person may be, as opposed to working, you know, for a, a big company and having a lot of different people that you're working with. Yeah. Um, how did, where did that come from? What yeah. was it that made you kind of say, man, I really want to work with these people because I can have the greatest impact on them. Yep. That was, I mean, you know, time, I could say time. I realized that, you know, the more I focused on my happiness and my own, you know, happiness first, build that foundation, people helping people in my personal life, that's gradually just kind of lent itself to me now wanting to work with individuals that are good humans that are uh, doing good things. And then what's funny is it's like when I was younger, it was, uh, I got to work with these sexy brands that are doing sexy things. And now it's, I want to work with this, this old man over here because he has seen a lot of things in this world. He's built this little widget business from nothing. 
And every time I talk to him, he is the freaking happiest dude. And all he wants to talk about is his grandkids. And he wants his dog to be in our meeting. And, you know, his company could be worth X. Instead, it's worth Y. And he's pretty damn happy. And that, seeing that multiple times again and again, has just reiterated to me how important that is. And I, I love it. And it, it, just being with those people just makes me happier. And you can have more of an impact with those people. And, and and that's what actually, eventually, you know. So marketing firm, those are the type of people I try to work with. Um, you know, you get up every day. If you're happy with yourself and you kind of know you're making an impact, it helps out a little bit. But then you get into, back to the entrepreneurial side, you know, back to a, a, an example of how this approach has manifested itself into something else entrepreneurial for me is surround myself with people I like working with. I've, one of my first clients eight, nine years ago was a large franchise group of restaurants. Uh, start working with these guys and gals, really learning a ton on the restaurant side of things from them. You know, I'm just a marketing guy. My job in life and career in marketing has been get butts into seats, not know what to do once butts are in seats, you know, meaning I don't know how to run a restaurant necessarily, but I know how to get butts in seats. Well, you know, and working with this group over the years, it was all about, you know, helping them build their franchise group and, and surrounding myself with contract teams and internal teams that knew what they were doing, that were pretty happy doing what they were doing, and that were building something, you know, it's, it's easy to say, well, they're building a, a restaurant group just to make a lot of money. Well, you know, within said restaurant group, there are a lot of human beings. And the approach that this company, originally my client, takes is, you know, people first. You got to take care of them. That server out in the middle of Kansas, you know, we're sitting here in Dallas, you know, it's a small town Kansas. They got a lot of things going on differently than we've got right here sitting in Dallas in the ivory tower, so to speak. And this company kind of approached it like that. So the example of, of me... Surrounding myself with good people and doing things that make me happy. How does that tie into entrepreneurship? Was well, one example is this group ended up, you know, bringing me in after eight years to be a partner and a co-owner in one of their new concepts. Our new concepts, because I mean, why? Because why? I mean, you know, eight years of me uh, being pretty decent to work with and doing pretty good work. You know, I'm pretty good at marketing and growing a business, but it's more important that I'm I'm kind of you know fun or you know, I really care about other human beings. So they've kept me around and that keeping me around has lent itself to them. Then, well, if I'm going to do a new business venture, then I probably want to work with someone that I know is pretty good at what they do on the marketing side, but also pretty good human because I'm going to be spending a ton of time with them and I want to be able to have a good time doing it. And so that has led to, David, you've actually been, and I appreciate that, Baja Rita's. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, so now, you know, I've got... We will. We will definitely make sure to plug Baja Rita's <laughs> for anybody listening in the DFW area, or if you're coming to the DFW area, make sure to go check that out. Landon will be there himself, so go go and check it out. It's yeah. a it's a fantastic place. Yep, keep going. Yep, keep going. Yep. I'll serve you too. But the but point being, you know, what's uh, interesting in that is all of those things led to me then partnering with my original client because I partnered and I worked with people that I liked. You know, it led to a business partnership. And then to take the you know the cliche feelings even further, uh, we open a restaurant in a in a pandemic, and everyone's pretty stressed. You know, everyone, the world, you know, the city you're in, the restaurant industry's hurting. You know, it's really tough. And then you got me walking in and dealing with our teams and trying to do these rah rah speeches and going to speak to local community events and stuff. And customers are leaving 
bad reviews when we opened because we were working through some kinks, right? So we got a couple bad reviews and I would reply to them within 10 or 15 minutes. And it wasn't a, hey, I'm sorry for a bad experience. What can I do? It was, hey, John, man, that sounds bad. Sounds pretty bad, man. Look, here's what we're going to do. I love those fish tacos. If they didn't taste good to you, that's a bigger problem than you know. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to meet you at the restaurant next week. You know, let's do this. Let's meet up, talk about it. Because if you live in that community and you don't enjoy my fish tacos, this is a bigger problem than your current feelings. We need to work on this and, and work with each other to make it better for everybody. Simple, very simple, but that type of thing. So fast forward now a year and a half when something happens online or someone leaves a good review, everyone kind of piles on. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. I always see that guy. You know, that guy always comments back. He always says stuff. He always kind of makes jokes about things. Or when I see people at the restaurant, they're like, are you the landing guy? The guy from Google Reviews or Yelp? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, wow, you're... That's me. Yeah, you're uh, you're animated on there. I'm like, oh, you think that was animated? Now I've got a margarita. Let's talk. <laughs> now you see me in person. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And, but all of it, again, it all comes back to approaching things or viewing that through that lens of happiness first. If that person is leaving a bad review, for example... It's not just about your tacos. It might be about their experience. It might be about their anxiety about being in public again. It might be for something deeper. So don't just write it off to a, that's a mad human. You know, think about what might be happening there with that human and be a good human back. And that, and that helps out a lot. Man, and, and you nailed it just a little bit ago where you said, we never know what's going on in somebody else's life. There could have been anything that happened to him at work today. He got into an argument with his boss, flat tire on the way to work. And he didn't take it out on anybody there, but he went, had a, you know, had dinner, and that's when he just decided to let it all out. So, um, took it out on. So, have you ever said, um, have you ever said no when it comes to the people that you work with? Because it's so much of a focus on working with the people that you want to, have you had to say no before? Yep. Uh, Much more in the last few years. Uh, Because after the things have happened, you know, after life has happened. And I'm sitting here, uh, you know, and I'm not, I can promise you this, I'm not saying no because I've made enough money. I'm not saying no because I don't need it. But, you know, starting with that happiness first foundation, I'm saying no because I can't wake up tomorrow morning and know that I have an email from that person and they're mad about something. And if I call that person at 8 a.m. and I know they're going to answer the phone and say, all right, it's about time you called me back. Here's what's going on. Not going to happen. Not going to work with them, not going to do it. And that that was a couple of, uh, over the last two years, there's been a couple of big projects that came through that I brought on multiple contractors. You know, let's say we built the brand for them. You know, we built their digital presence, their website. We were running these ongoing content uh, components, you know, building out a strategy there to drive people to, to buy their whatever. And uh, I've had to shut it down middle of the agreement and lose money like lose a lot of money and pay my team still because one, my team has to keep trusting me. And if I'm bringing in a team that's a people a lot like me that are working from home, like I've got, I've got, you know, mothers that are home taking care of their kids. And then I'm bugging them throughout the day to try and help me with some marketing stuff for a client. There's no way I could lay my head down at night and be comfortable. If I know they were dealing with an angry human, that was a client of mine. I just can't do it. And I, I'll try to help the client as much as I can. And even in those instances where I've had to say no to a client or shut it down and lose money because it was keeping me up at night, I still come to them with the solution. You know, it's not just I don't drop them and say, good luck, you're an asshole. Pardon my French. It's, you know, 
It's, look, you view things a little bit differently than I do. I think you need a full-time person that you can just have there so you can talk to them and, 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 and converse in person. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you should hire. Here's some assets. Here's things that might help you. I'm out. I'm going to go do this, but call me if you need me. You know, I'm still approaching it with that, that uh, people helping people mentality, even though in the back of my mind, it's, what do you mean the hell alone? This is a nightmare. I can't be happy if I'm waking up dealing with you every day. Going that extra mile, making that focus, and trying as hard as possible just not to compare yourself to others, especially in the world of places like social media or like you like you talked about a while ago, when you see another marketing agency and you scroll down and it shows the companies that they're working with and they're working with all these big brands and you're like, man, I want to, if, if only I could work with them, maybe I would be elevated to that same level, but I'm working with smaller companies mm-hmm. or smaller founders, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not about that. And I, I just feel like so many entrepreneurs, myself included, you, you see everything else out there and it feels like everybody's making it because they're not going to post things where they're not making it. They're not going to, they're not going to show the failures most of the time. Yeah. And I think as long as we can stay focused on just what you're talking about, leading with compassion and happiness and helping and not and not helping in and I'm doing it for me way but a genuine how can I help how can I help build a bridge even if I'm not going to make any money off of this deal doesn't matter how can I help this person with an introduction to somebody in my network that's going to be helpful for them yeah I'm a firm believer that the universe kind of takes note of that and you know rewards you on the backside um yeah I mean the comparison part for me is just where we just have to start to kind of tune it it's, out. It's a beating, man. And that, I have an interesting view on that for the reasons I've already said, right? You go through enough stuff in your life, you do things a little differently anyway. But then uh, in marketing, a lot of digital marketing, so I see thousands, millions of consumers online talking all day, every day. So I understand human behavior. I see what all these people are talking about and saying publicly. And then by leading with compassion, as you put it, like I also know a lot of these people and I've talked to them and I've spent time with people that, you know, that are on their deathbed and had conversations about life with them. And you bring all those things together and it really just, it aligns perfectly in my brain and helps me realize everyone's going through something. Everyone is either faking it till they make it or um, trying to hide things that are going wrong because they don't want to be judged or because of some other reason. But that's where it comes back to you've got to be happy with yourself and content with what you're doing. And again, I mentioned the, the elderly uh, folks that I've had conversations with just because, and there are studies that, that say this, you know, like if you talk to people on their deathbed, that they're not going to say they wish they'd worked harder and made more money. You know, you've heard it, I'm sure, multiple times. Sure. And I used to hear that. And now I really, I've asked the question more times than I understand it fully that, and at the end of the day, if you got enough money in the bank, that's going to help pay some bills, but it's not going to help make you happy and like lead to a better, more fulfilled life. And that's what it's all about to me. Well, this is a great spot, I think, um, again, to let people know exactly how they can connect with you, how they can find your fantastic restaurant here in Dallas. So the floor is yours. Tell everybody how they can find you. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so... My day job is, as I say, double L brands, double L brands.com. It's a marketing firm. You know, I come in as essentially, you know, strategy quarterback, come into small, medium business and tell you 
what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and what I think you might be able to do to do it better. And better might mean make more money, or it might mean build a company that makes it a little more fun and more happy internally, right? I'm not going to say culture consultant, but that kind of always is a part of it. But uh, So Double O Brands is what I'm doing on the marketing front. If you need any help with there, you can find me at doubleobrands.com. Uh, where I uh, have fun, so that's where I make a little bit of money. Where I have fun is Baja Rita's, which is uh, you know Baja-inspired Mexican restaurant up in Louisville, Old Town Louisville, and uh, that's Baja Rita's, B-A-J-A-R-I-T-A-S dot com. Um, I'm not asking you to come because I need you to come spend money and support me. I'm asking you to come because I think we built something that's pretty freaking fun, and we got some live music and good food and good margaritas if you're into that kind of thing. And, uh, and it's really cool. And then, um, yeah, just in and around Dallas. I mean, if you're here, if you you or your kids or your colleagues or your friends or family or your co-founders have questions about life, the pursuit of happiness, or the pursuit of living life, and any business marketing growth questions, I'm here. I mean, connect on LinkedIn, Landon Ledford, Twitter, Landon C. Ledford. I don't care. Figure it out. Google it. Find me. And I can promise you what won't happen is you won't reach out and hear crickets. You're going to hear something, probably more than you wanted, because that's what it's all about. Uh, We're going to talk. Trust me. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm going to make sure to link all of this in the description, make it super easy for people to get in touch with you. Um, But yeah, that's, like I said, I think you hit right on it. It's It's a daily thing, starting with that foundation of focusing on yourself first. Um, Because as you so eloquently put it, if you're not focusing on yourself first, you're not going to be worth much to your customer, to your clients. And they're going to pick up on that. They're going to feel that stress that you're carrying around. And it's not, you know, it's just not going to be helpful for either party. Um, But Landon, that's been fantastic. And thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. This is awesome. Appreciate it.